Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Thank you for joining me once again on Facebook Live. Now, full disclosure, uh, as you know, I'm working out of my home studio. Uh, the lighting may not be the best right now because I'm using my laptop and not my phone. And the reason for that is it's just easier to see your comments when, when I use the laptop. So today I want to talk about this vaccine. Uh, the governor is uh, parading around like a giddy child on Christmas morning, and you can already hear the dollar signs going off in his head about the money that his buddies at Goldman Sachs and all the these fancy pants elite uh, big pharma execs are going to make when they cash in on your fear, and that's really what's happened. We've got a virus that is survivable at the levels of the flu, and actually for younger people, more so. Uh, I tweeted out this morning, and I talked about it a little bit on the show, um, the uh, survival rate among young people under the age of 20 is 99.997. Now think about that for a minute. So I use the example because it's about 95% with people over the age of 70. So you're under the age of 70 out of 1,000 people, out of 1,000 people who get infected who are under the age of 20, only one, literally, no, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> let me do that again. The numbers, under the age of 20, 10,000 people get sick with coronavirus. 10,000. Three will die. That's it. Now, when you take those to the other end of the spectrum, people who are older and over the age of 70, well, the mortality rate is 94.6%. That means out of 1,000 people, 54 will die. But here's where it gets more interesting. Out of those 54 people, and you can go back through the last eight months and we've seen this play out, though 51 of the 54 will have had at least two, if not three, comorbidities, like cancer, heart disease, something that compromises their health. So that means out of a 1,000 people over the age of 70, only three are impacted as healthy individuals. 997, uh, not so much. So when you digest those numbers and say, wait a minute, if so many people are surviving this, if the virus has mutated, it tells you a couple things. Number one, the mutating virus has gotten weaker. Well, how do I know that? Well, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. That's what I hear from my haters and detractors. Morning, Larry. How are you? Morning, Johnny. Morning, Maris. It is good to be back. Thank you. Uh, yep, I'm a hard no, too, Doreen. Um, you think about, they keep saying, oh, you're not a doctor. What the hell do you know? Well, I can read. I got these numbers from the CDC. These aren't made-up numbers. These are the actual numbers that reflect the mortality rate. Let me give you some more. 750 million people worldwide had coronavirus. That was according to the World Health Organization back in October. Of that, they said the mortality rate for people infected is 0.13. 0.13? The flu is 0.11. So they are literally neck and neck. The difference is the flu tends to kill younger, healthy people. COVID, not so much. So again, for those of you that want to hate me and you want to get angry that I'm anti-vax and you want to go after my advertisers, do you. Use the hashtag FireBillSpadia. At least do something right. But the bottom line is this. Literally, a 1,000 people over the age of 70 get coronavirus. Only three healthy people will die. Three out of a 1,000. Now, you might say, okay, that's reason enough if I'm in that age group to take the vaccine. Fine, but work that out between you and your doctor. This is not something, A, that should be mandated. B, why are we not looking at the actual numbers across this country where there are no mask mandates in effect, where the government is not forcing masks on people, where the government has no access right now to the vaccine, yet death rates have plummeted? 
people are surviving at record rates. There is almost no disease or spike outside of positive PCR tests. And I've talked uh, for months about how inaccurate they are. Look at Florida. Look at Texas. Somebody did a comparison today with Florida to New York. 28,000 deaths in New York uh, compared to 1,800 in Florida. Like they did a side-by-side comparison. Now those numbers will, of course, go up. But remember this, 94% of all the COVID deaths are with 2.6 average comorbidities. That's number one. Number two, we have evidence that has been reported over months that people checking into the hospital with a positive COVID test after they check in for whatever they checked in for are treated as a COVID patient, isolated to the COVID floor. If they die, whether it was a heart attack or other, they're coded as a COVID death. It's meaningless. The Nevada Department of Health came out and they said, we're going to define what a COVID death is. Do you know that they defined a COVID death? This, is, this actually blew my mind. This was Nevada. If you test positive within 30 days of dying from natural causes, you're a COVID death. We've lost our minds completely. So no, I am not taking a vaccine. Hey, Jennifer, how are you? Yes, Jennifer Ferrara, thank you for the common sense. You have an immune system. Exactly. Before COVID craziness and before the COVIDians occupied Trenton and Washington, we not only did we have immune systems, but we had natural herd immunity to different strains of the flu, etc. Why do you think the flu dies out every year and then comes back? It mutates. It's a virus. It's a respiratory virus. COVID is not that much different. The only difference with COVID is it spreads faster. Well, okay. So if it spreads faster, A, the masks are doing you no good. What's my evidence on that? Well, the doctors that talk about it, the 50,000 who have signed the Great Barrington Declaration for starters, not to mention all the docs I've had on my show, uh, the epidemiologists, docs, infectious disease specialists that I've had on my podcast. If you want to hear straight from the docs, Go right to my website, nj1015.com slash billspadia, and you can see all the links to the conversations I've had with legitimate medical professionals, doctors, epidemiologists, some from Harvard, Stanford, and everywhere in between talking about exactly what I'm saying. Why does it not get covered in the news? Because it's way sexier for big pharma and big medicine than these corrupt elites that run our hospitals to make money off the government, which is off the backs of your fear. That's why. Uh, Jerry Geronimo, great name. Um, yeah, you know, Jerry, you're talking about uh, uh, Trump. I, you know, I'll tell you this. Listen, I don't think this was a free and fair election in many counties across this state and across the country. That said, do I know that there are enough votes to overturn the election? I don't. Do I know from everything I've read and heard that there were oh, my uh, my soundboard just fell. So anyway, enjoy that. Um, ah, some of the, the perils of working at home. But do I know that there are enough votes to overturn the election? No, but, but we do know that they've reported hundreds of thousands of votes coming in clean and just for Biden with no other down-ballot votes coming in overnight, 3, 4 in the morning after they sent everyone home. They have reports of this in Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia. I don't know. I think we owe it to ourselves going forward to make sure that elections are free and fair and how do you do that? I think we ought to require ID and vote at the polls. That's all. It's that simple. Um, is Biden going to be sworn in as the 46th president of the United States? Yes, I think he is. Uh, what is my concern about that? 
My concern is that he's already talking about 100 days to stop the spread. So listen to this, right? We've been locked down for eight or nine months in some states like New York and New Jersey. Philadelphia, New York City just closed all the restaurants again, even though fewer than 2% of all the positive cases, even with this BS test that they're using, come from people dining in restaurants. So it's absolute garbage and nonsense. Same thing with the schools in New Jersey and these weak, cowardly superintendents. And you all know who you are. And yes, I'm talking to you. Uh, You should be ashamed of yourself. Teen suicide is spiking. Drug abuse, alcohol abuse, child abuse, domestic abuse, all going through the roof. Anxiety, depression. We're going to have another generation of kids hooked on prescription meds and therapy because of what the weak superintendents did in New Jersey. And I cannot name one exception. You all laid down. You all allowed this corrupt government to dictate what was best for the kids in your school district. And you did it because you were too afraid to push back and fight back against a corrupt system. I hope the $200,000 salary and all the perks of being a superintendent were worth all the kids that died on your watch. Yes, I feel that strongly. Um, Hey, Ashley, how are you? Yeah, exactly, Ashley. Ashley Blackwell has a great point. Um, You know, do what's best for yourself. It's your body. Well, you know, whatever happened to the my body, my choice folks? I don't hear them anymore. Hmm, that's interesting. All right, uh, Marcy is in no way on the vaccine. Um, Thank you, Joanne. Let me say this. There are right now two candidates running against Phil Murphy, vying for the Republican nomination. Um, Doug Steinhardt, who I've, I've known for years, I've been friends with for a while, he's the head of the Republican Party, and he's running, he's a lawyer. A lot, pe- a lot of people say he's so connected with the Democrats that it's hard to separate him from the rest of the politicians in Trenton. But I can tell you, knowing Doug firsthand, uh, he's a thoughtful guy, and I believe he is actually um, trying to do his best to turn the state around if he should get elected. Jack Chitterelli, I've known Jack for a while. I think Jack is a very nice guy. You know, here's a guy that... Um, kind of comes off and acts like he's the uh, the Italian Kennedy in New Jersey. You know, maybe he is. I don't know. The problem is both men suffer from a lack of fundraising ability and a lack of name ID. Now, a lot of people have asked me if I'm going to run for governor. I can tell you that my contract in media goes beyond this election. And I truly, truly believe that my best opportunity is to stay on the air. Do you know we're talking to well over a million people? I mean, come on, you know, what, what other opportunity am I going to have to talk to a million, million and a half people on a regular basis and explain the truth? Because remember this, even if we elect a Republican governor in 2021, the Republicans who are out there are so owned by the special interest. They're so owned by uh, the, the money that drives politics. I can't imagine that they're going to get anything done. You've still got an overwhelming Democratic majority in the legislature. And you've got clowns like Bill Palatucci, that corrupt bastard, who is literally trying to usher in another era of Chris Christie. Can I ask you this question? If the Republican nominee were Chris Christie, would you still think that we could turn the state around? I don't think so. Hey, Tara, if you are an essential worker, um, I can't see the rest of your comments. I don't know if you're taking the vaccine or not. Uh, Warren has a great point. We don't know the long-term effects of this vaccine. Barbara, uh, you've not taken an antibiotic in 20 years and you've never had a flu shot. Well, okay. Like I said, everybody is different. My question is, why are we forcing through our culture and the bullying of the governor to have healthy people who will survive coronavirus just like they'll survive the flu and every other thing out there if they're healthy and stay healthy with few exceptions why are we forcing those people to take a vaccine 
that we know is going to line the pockets of Pfizer, Moderna, and every other company that comes along with this. We already know that people have died after the trials. We know that. We know the UK issued a warning, a warning against the Pfizer vaccine. I got to tell you, if it's my kids, my family, myself, no way, hard no on that vaccine. Even if I find out I've got some comorbidity, not doing it, not doing it. Um, okay, Charles, Pete, man, you guys, we're, we're packed today. Uh, most of you seem to say no. Oh, Ken Phrase, I don't know if I said that right. Put on your mask and take your shot. Um, that's the kind of ignorance. Uh, Ken Phrase, for those of you that want to comment on Ken's point, it's F-R-A-Z-E, Ken Phrase. Look him up and let him know what you think. Um, because the reality is the idea that young, younger, healthy people have anything to fear from coronavirus is a complete lie. They do not. The governor tweeted out the other day saying that young people basically are responsible, his words, for killing their parents and grandparents. Nothing could be further from the truth. First of all, beyond doubt, the research, the actual studies from everything that's happened over the past eight months, young people are not spreading COVID to old people. It's the reverse, number one. Number two, asymptomatic, a.k.a. healthy people, are not spreaders of this virus. So we know those two things as fact. That's from medical science. That's from the World Health Organization. That's, that's from the doctors who are on the front lines, all saying the same thing. It's time to reopen society, stop letting people think that other humans are toxic. We are not. As a matter of fact, the idea that we have bacteria and viruses that are always with us is a good thing. It allows the good bacteria to fight back against the bad and develop your immune system. The human body works. You know, whether you're a person of faith or not, you have to look at the science and the facts here. The people of faith will tell you God created a an imperfect being, but one that actually can survive in the world naked and cold, right? We see this we see this on, on reality shows all the time. We are survivors as a species, and we're living longer. We're healthier. Why? It's not because of any vaccine. We are living better. The people who are living better with vitamins and, and aggressive workout programs, hot yoga, I'll make a plug for hot yoga, sweating out two or three pounds every day, taking the right amount of zinc and vitamin D, getting exposure to the sun, all these things. Those are the healthy people, not eating fast food, eating right, eating greens. There, there's a method to this. Now, every once in a while, that young, healthy person drops dead. It happens. People die. But the idea that we shut down society and we locked away healthy people and we isolated uh, older people, even though they weren't necessarily vulnerable other than their age, is a crime against humanity. All you uh, uh, fakers out there who play that stupid game, Crimes Against Humanity, right? You know what I'm talking about, that ridiculous card game? It's an embarrassment. It's because the true far left has no scruples. They have no values. They're just not good people. And they want to force you into submission. Look, that's why the masks are on. Every credible scientific source will tell you the mask is not going to protect you or anybody else from spreading the virus. If that were the case, then in the 1,083 counties with mask mandates, we shouldn't see any rise in infections, any rise in positive tests. The opposite is true. It's spiking in those places. Now, I'll tell you, from everything I've read and seen, it's mutated and it's not as strong. But that said, here's the bottom line. If the masks work, why didn't the masks work? If the lockdown worked, why didn't the lockdown work? 
Here we are. We don't need the vaccine. What we need is to get back to living as human beings, interacting socially, getting back to our businesses, our families, and our lives. For us, we've never stopped. We had another super spreader event with uh, latkes to celebrate Hanukkah over the weekend with some very good friends, some in that compromised age. And you know what? I don't regret a minute of it because I know this is how it works. And we said, if anybody's sick, stay home. You're coughing, you're sneezing, you're gross, stay away. Otherwise, come out, enjoy. And yes, we all share in the super spreader salt. All right, I got to go. Hey, um, follow me on Twitter at Bill Spadia. I tweeted some good stuff today, if I don't say so myself. And very witty and informative. Also, go to the website, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. You can read all of the documents and the, hear the interviews of the doctors, infectious disease specialists, and epidemiologists who have all weighed in over the past few months saying exactly what I'm saying. Stop being so scared. It's time to wake up, stand up, push back. Don't become a test subject for big pharma. And don't contribute to lining the pockets of these corrupt elite bastards. It's time to fight back and push back. I am here to help you and be the voice for those that don't have a voice. We are going to continue to fight together. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you tomorrow on the show, 6 to 10 a.m.